Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to Dishcast. It is the 22nd of May, 2020. It's a Friday which is a late time for me. I usually record on a on a Monday. Uh, latest I think I've recorded before is a Wednesday, but I've had a busy week. <laughs> no, I haven't. I have not had a busy week. I've done very mild things. Um, I was really planning on recording on Wednesday, but as we were as we discussed last week or the week before, I had a big bucket of beer that I needed to bottle and. Like it's like an all-day job, bottling beer on your own. It's like forty pints that needs to be sterilised, like forty bottles. Sterilise them. Make sure there's no, you know, uh, sanitizer. Did I say sterilise? No. Make sure there's no sanitizer left in the uh, in the bottles. Make sure that's all cleared off. You know. 40 bottles it sounds like not a lot but it kind of is when it's just you doing it got to do that got to make sure the uh uh you know the brew's ready so you check the hydrometer make sure it's ready and then you put a bunch of then you put a a half teaspoon this is just a like a how to bottle beer now all right you put a half teaspoon of sugar in each bottle and that's kind of long um, and a delicate procedure because it just sort of spills over the sides unless you've got a very tiny spoon, which I managed to find, but anyone else may have had trouble if you can't find the right spoon. Siphon out the beer with a siphoning tube. You know what siphoning is. You know how, like, people siphon, uh, like, uh, petrol or a gas in like these Hollywood films you see like the scumbag character siphon out petrol you got to do the same thing for not ready beer which is just a case of <laughs> sucking it out till it comes through the tube and then you can just slowly put it in each bottle and it's it's, it's pretty long it's fun though 
It's fun because afterwards you feel like a fucking god <laughs> when you've got it all done and it's all been f- like well factory produced and you just feel like you've been on the uh, line, the factory line. No, there's a, there's an actual line on the conveyor belt. No, that's not it either. Um. Well, you know what? You understand. You understand. It's a wary. I can't remember the last wary I've had. I can't remember really recall the taste of a wary, but I know that it's a type of beer, and I like beer. Um, I've, I've liked. We've brewed maybe five so far, and I've liked every one we've done. Actually, the first one was an IPA, and I just every time I have IPA, I forget that I don't really like it. I don't really know why. I think it's because it's kind of doesn't know what it wants to be you know it's kind of like half of everything it's kind of half ale half beer like i know it's not actually ale but it tastes kind of ailey and i just i just don't i just don't fuck with it i don't i don't fuck with ipa all right sorry if you're a big ipa fan if you got a fucking punk ipa t-shirt on at the moment you know if you got a punk ipa christmas box this christmas but that's just not why I'm, i just don't fuck with ipa I've, 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 you know, I've done everything I can to try and get on the side of an IPA. I fucking brewed one myself, and no, just couldn't, just couldn't get on with. It. I did drink a lot of it, though. To be fair, I did drink a lot of it too quickly. I was just so excited that a brew had been done. I wasn't really tasting it. I just sent it down, got very drunk on it, and that might have, um, yeah, that might have contributed to the dislike possibly possibly I'm not going to accept responsibility but possibly but yeah let's get into some topics instead of just me rambling on well actually let's just let's just have me ramble on about something else a, a focus to the a focus to rambling is what we're going to go for just like every other episode if this is your first episode of Disc- Dishcast if this is chosen then good luck <laughs> But yeah, I did have a busy week. Ordered a fucking desk. Desk came. And it's got this, like, smaller desk area on the desk. Like a raised platform that connects to the desk. Which is the perfect size for my focus right. Um, so really, I've actually created an even better environment for me to do a podcast. And I just didn't do one regardless. You know what it is? It's because now I've got this... Now I've got, like, a bit of a battle station... Anytime one of my mates is like, "Oh, let's play a game," I, I've really I, you kind of got no excuse, you know, because I've got the I've got a fucking gaming computer. I've got we've got the focus right, so everyone can hear me if we go on Discord. And I'm not doing anything productive, like doing the podcast. Not that doing the podcast is particularly productive, but it's definitely more productive than playing games. Fucking games. There's this one game we've been playing. It's called Golf with Friends. You can download it off Steam. And fucking Jesus Christ. It's the most frustrating game you'll ever play. It's basically just crazy golf, but on PC. And, you know, you use the mouse to to send and release. And, you know, the, the courses get crazier and crazier as it goes along. And not, And everyone's, you know, everyone's versus each other. And you start off on the first couple of holes and you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, the hole's just right there. 
I'm here, it's there. Bada bing, bada boom. Scuba da boom, and you're in. But it just fucking never works out. After the first after the first three holes, we're talking like crazy jungles, we're talking pyramids, we're talking fucking like a big robot land where there's like pipes and like electrical shit everywhere and like voids that'll just you if you get into it'll just spit you out and it just it's just like how is this even allowed to be how am i even supposed to do this but yeah it's pretty fun i mean it's like it's pretty you get pretty competitive everyone's like we're gonna do this but that's what i've been doing this week i've been playing fucking golf with friends even though i fucking hate it i hate it and every time i play i'm like i hate this i hate this so much but you just forget because it because in your mind you're only remembering the fun parts you know and then as soon as you're back in you're like oh yeah i remember i hate this because you just admit well for me anyway i immediately just start being shit at it and i remember that i hate it immediately fucking golf with friends but yeah I got the desk uh, built the desk it was a pretty simple build but I sort of uh, got stuck halfway through it because I had a pole the wrong way round and then I had to sit here for like 20 minutes to figure it out and had my mates fucking watching me on discord and they're all like giving me instructions and I'm like just shut up just shut up I can't build the desk with any help from you just just can't just let me do it please they give me instructions oh no and also and then they get started giving me instructions but then i actually was asking them what they thought after that and then they wouldn't allow there was no commentary after that because i'd i'd, I'd push my luck so that's the thing i tend to do actually because uh, i'm pretty st- I'm, I'm a pretty stubborn person and i hate to learn <laughs> It, it frust it, it, it it's been known to frustrate people. <laughs> I can't help it though. Well, I can't help it. I'm trying to get better at it, but it's just I've just got no patience for things. I just get so frustrated at everything. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to change. Even something as simple as recording this podcast, I get frustrated about which one, which thing to record it in. Because this Focusrite, this audio interface, came with a recording, a fucking music-making software called Ableton, which I'm very slowly trying to learn. Very slowly. But it's really more for music, and I don't know... I, but I'm looking at it. When I first opened it up, I was like, Jesus Christ, I may as well be looking at a fucking wizard's book. It looked like that. It looked like a foreign language ancient scribe but i've slowly tried to map it out and i'm I'm getting there with it but if anyone's got any tips regarding ableton then please send them to me um because whenever i I google like podcasting in ableton and there's like a few things that you can watch not very high quality videos no i'm not saying that i'm good at editing i'm just saying you know it's not the main thing that this software is used for so there's not going to be a lot of people that have a lot of, you know, tutorials on it. Most things are just like vocals. You can because you can record vocals into it. Podcasting wise, though, yeah, I'm 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 struggling a little bit to know. 
I'm not sure I'm even going to use it for for this podcast. I'm currently, currently using Audacity, which I barely know, and it's fucking free. <laughs> Audacity's free. For, it's for babies. Babies use Audacity. Oh, well. And last night, because I was just so tired and hot and fucking playing a game, um, after that, uh, after the NHS clap, there was an ad that came up on my Facebook saying that all the the Premiere apps were like £30 now, which includes like Photoshop and Premiere Pro and, you know, like, we're, we're talking like 20 fucking softwares. So guess what your boy did? I just downloaded them all. I just I just downloaded all of them. Bought them all. I'm unsure if it was a good call at this point because I, I, I booted up Premiere Pro and I just, uh, yeah. Same situation with Ableton. I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this is not how I remember it. Because I did film in college. You know, we did, we had editing, we did some editing on that. So I know what... <laughs> I know what video editing looks like and I'm like a stable hand at it you know I could I could fumble my way through but this is the the latest version and it's ugh. either I've forgotten or it's just updated the shit out of it since 2013 <laughs> probably <laughs> probably the latter to be honest you know it's fucking I'm fucking well, both. I'm seven years out of date on the software, and this the software has updated hard. You know, there's all these crazy shit you can do on there, and I'm just like fucking slow down. During the first week of lockdown, I already downloaded Photoshop, and I was trying to trying to learn that because that was another one that I could I could get I could get around a few years ago. I could figure out Photoshop, but now. And I don't think it's even changed that much. I think I've just forgotten how to do it. Just, like, you just get into this... When you're trying to figure out a software, you get into this routine of trying to do something, not being able to do it, watching a a 10-minute tutorial, going back on it, doing it. All right, cool, I've got that down. Moving on to the next thing. Then another tutorial, then rinse and repeat over and over again. And it's just so frustrating. Or you can use the in-software tutorial... Which is just like a fucking... It's like it's like when you first go on Sims and they're teaching you how to build a house. It's like so basic that it's just not no help whatsoever. I sunk about 30 minutes into the Photoshop one when I first downloaded it. Because um, I downloaded the trial a few weeks ago. And I was trying to learn Photoshop again just to kill some time. And uh, I did the in-software tutorial... And it, you you may as well have just been being taught by a fucking monkey. Like it's 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 that basic that it gives you no instruction whatsoever, and it doesn't tell you anything that relates to something that you actually want to do. You know, they give you this template of stuff. Like, oh, here's a picture of a lady standing next to a plant. Now go around the outside of it and crop it out. It's like we well, I didn't want to do any of this. You're just giving me information I don't need. And I'm, and I'm and I'm too stupid and stubborn to understand how this is going to relate to things I'm going to actually want to do later. So it's it's also half my fault. You got me there. It's half my fault, but I'm still not going to do it. I'm still not going to enjoy this. There's softwares for everything these days. 
And I'm sick of them. Coming from a guy who just downloaded all of the Adobe uh, Creative Hub. I'm sick of them all. What else we got? What else we got to talk about? Oh, I had a fucking kebab yesterday. That's not even a topic, is it? Eating a kebab. That's not even anything. How much material could I really rinse from the fact that I had a kebab yesterday? Well, I can confirm it was terrible. Kebabs should only be eaten when you're drunk. In fact, when it... Um, my brother had a kebab last week. And I had fucking bad sausage and chips last week. And when the kebab came, I was looking at it. His kebab. And I was thinking looks kind of weird and I said the kebab looks kind of weird what's wrong with it and he was like what I was like it just looks really weird I was thinking it looked kind of detailed <laughs> like I could see every every detail of this kebab and he was like what are you talking about and then I realised I've never said I don't think I've ever said a kebab sober that's what it was it, was, it didn't have the, the drunk blur in front of it the drunk filter in front of it it looked pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty good anyway. Like, I'd fucking, you know, destroy a kebab. I want a kebab now, even though I had one yesterday, and it was fucking... Ugh. Sorry to you vegetarians out there, but I'm going to go into detail about how a kebab is just... Uh, it's just like, the meat on it is good for the first few bites. It's a good, good time. You're enjoying it. But the amount of fucking salad they la- they throw on there is unbelievable. Like red cabbage, like six pieces of cucumber, uh, like loads of onion. And it just absolutely buries the kebab meat. So you've got to work through that. You've got to work through the salad before you can even get to the meat. And then every time, I forget every time that there's actually a pit of bread in there because you can't see it immediately i can never you, they, they never pile it on so you can pick it up straight away you've got to, you've got to figure it out and it's hard, even harder when you're drunk but yesterday i couldn't even figure it out i was fucking sober kebabs are like a are like a puzzle a puzzle for drunk people at the end of the night you know a palate cleanser for a crazy evening Here, have this confusing food that you're not going to be able to handle. Yeah, sure, yeah. You like mate, I have two kebabs, please, mate? Shut up. Stop eating your kebabs. <laughs> so angry. I don't, know why, I don't even know what side I'm on. <laughs> I don't even know if, I, if, I'm, if I'm pro-kebab or I'm not pro-kebab. I think I'm not pro-kebab. After, after yesterday's experience, I just felt, I just felt like I wanted, wanted to die afterwards. It was fucking horrible. So, all the nerds are up in arms at the moment. In a good way. They're all up in arms in a good way. Those DC nerds regarding the hashtag uh, release the Snyder Cut news. For anyone who doesn't follow DC nerds, I don't blame you. I'm going to assume you don't know anything, if you listen to this, about this whole scenario. And I'm going to break it down. So, directed Zack Snyder, who directed 300, uh, Sucker Punch, a bunch of other shit. 
visionary director Zack Snyder. He directed a film called Man of Steel, <laughs> which was a Superman film, allegedly. He went on to direct Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which was a Batman vs Superman crossover film, allegedly. Uh, and then the plan for DC because these film, both of these films did regularly well and they were trying to launch a Marvel-esque universe was to have Zack Snyder direct the Justice League film which was going to have you know we're talking Batman Superman Wonder Woman The Flash Cyborg is that all of them? Aquaman and uh, I think he got up like like ninety percent uh, principal photography done, and then tragically his daughter passed away, so he had to drop out. And they brought in Joss Whedon, who the direct who was the director of the Avengers. He also did Buffy and Dollhouse, and you know he's Joss Whedon. Everyone knows who he is. He's a very famous director. So he's like the guy for the crossover films, you know. He's the, he's he's the guy for the on he's the ensemble cast guy. So everyone was you know pretty rosy about it, except the the Zack Snyder fans, the few of them that there are, because <laughs> his films are garbage, except for Three Hundred. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion. Um. So yeah, then the film came out and it was like this weird like mesh between the fun, hearty Joss Whedon style and the the dark and miserable Zack Snyder style. And then no one really knew what to do with this film and it didn't do that well at the box office. So then post this whole scenario, because everyone no one enjoyed the film really, it didn't do well. It didn't satisfy Snyder fans. It didn't satisfy Joss Whedon fans. Everyone already had another DC film that they could compare it to, Wonder Woman, uh, which people enjoyed. And post this film, other DC films have done well, including Aquaman. Aquaman made more money than Justice League. Can ye believe it? Well, it's 2020, and... There's been this whole movement since this hashtag release the Snyder Cut where DC fans have been up in arms about we haven't got our official Justice League film. We feel like Zack Snyder has uh, a vision and he should be able to express his vision and we think that that's what it should be. And Zack Snyder's been leaving little little hints here and there that there is actually a cut that he did and they're not they're just not releasing it or that he could complete it like it's not even fucking clear what the situation is all right up until this point and for me personally for me personally i don't give a shit <laughs> i don't give a flying fuck about Zack snyder's justice league but there's people that are super passionate about it and i didn't even know until maybe December last year, because this has been going on for ages. Every now and again, it's just hashtag release the Snyder Cut, because one of the cast will tweet about it, or the director will, you know, say something in an interview, or just for whatever reason, there's a little bit more news about if it's happening or if it's not happening. So up until about fucking December of last year, I thought this whole thing was a meme. 
I thought this whole thing was a giant joke because I didn't realise that there was actually DC fans that gave a fuck about this. Because you know it's not going to be good. It's still not going to be good. Gives give Zack Snyder his vision and he creates Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. They're not good films. I'm sorry. Unless you're really attached to the dark tone. Which I, some people might be, you know. Some people enjoy that. The, uh, the, the, the other side of the coin to Marvel. I understand, you know. Marvel got this thing going on where the most of the, the majority of their films are, you know, light and hopeful and they appeal to all audiences and they make a shit ton of money and uh, it satisfies Marvel fans. And for a while, DC were like, well, we want the Marvel formula, the business formula of having an interconnected universe, but we don't want the same tone as Marvel. We're going to let Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder put his tone in the films which is going to be dark and miserable and not hopeful and the colour palette is going to be undesirable because I don't know if you've seen Batman v Superman but by the end it's just oh my god it's like swimming in the sea with your eyes open (laughs) it's like I can't see what's happening in the film but that's just me you know whatever If you, if, you know, I'm, I'm, but, but that's not even the news, right? We haven't, we haven't got to the news. So, uh, HBO are launching their own streaming service, I think, soon or next year. I can't remember. I can't remember. All right, this thing is this. This news has already exhausted me because of the lack of interest in it. But how big it's become, I figured I should just talk about it. So HBO are creating their own streaming service because everything's got a streaming service these days. There's an Apple streaming service going to be coming. There's a fucking uh, Disney one. And now HBO are like, well, we, we need one too. So HBO Max, which is ironic because my name is Max. It's not ironic. It's just a coincidence. HBO Max is coming. And people have been speculating for a while that they're going to launch HBO Max with a director's cut of Justice League. Which is interesting. And that is it. That's, it's an interesting move, and it's probably a good move because if there is a huge fan base of uh, DC fans that actually do want this, and not ironically, <laughs> then uh, you've got all of those on board. They're going to get it instantly, aren't they? They're, they're going to sign up straight away. But I thought DC had their own um, streaming service. I think that's where they released a lot of their TV shows. Because I don't know if you guys are aware. <laughs> Because I only found out this, like, a couple of days ago. D- D- DC have got their own... DC being Detective Comics, the, uh, um, you know, Batman, Superman universe uh, company. They've got a whole universe of TV shows. There's a fucking Batwoman show. I had no idea until it was announced that she'd quit the show, the main actress. I only found out that this week, that there was a Batwoman show. But yeah, it's. Um, I think it's you know. But it's just there's just so many variables. Like, what about? So is he gonna? He's so it looks like Zack Snyder is gonna get thirty million dollars to complete the Justice League. He's gonna be able to recut the raw footage and do whatever he wants on a budget of thirty million dollars, and then he's gonna release it to HBO Max. But what I'm wondering is, 
Is he going to get the original cast back? Because from what I hear about his supposed Snyder cut, there's all this extra scenes that weren't in there. It's not just a case of re-editing and changing the you know color palette of the film. He had a whole thing with Martian Manhunter, apparently. Like, a whole extra character was meant to be in the film. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Like, and I know for you know Ben Affleck was doing all these interviews saying how he felt burnt when he did uh, Justice League because it wasn't the film that he signed up to do, and he wasn't happy about it. The end result. And you watch the cast footage of after the Justice League. You know they all like Henry Cavill looked like he wanted to fucking kill himself. Like after that shenanigans. <laughs> but. <laughs> So it will be interesting to see if the cast actually return. I imagine Jason Momoa will. Um, Ezra Miller might. <laughs> Ezra Miller's in his own uh, in his own shit at the moment because he fucking strangled a fan or whatever he did. Allegedly. Allegedly. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting going forward. So yeah, so the my, so the plan for this podcast was never to be a film podcast. It's just what, what I'm talking about is I just I just don't know anything else about stuff apart from films. I can't really commentate on things that aren't film related. And luckily for me, there was a big piece of film news that I could talk about. Ooh, what are we gonna watch in the week? I watched fucking um, I watched the fucking Godfather at the weekend. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'd seen it before when I was in film class and I was going through my I'm a film expert phase <laughs> when I was going through it. <laughs> I was going through <laughs> this film. Uh, you know, I was watching all the classics. I watched, I got like a Marlon Brando box set and I watched all the Tarantino films and I watched like a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock. But one of the, the trilogies I watched when I was going through this phase was The Godfather. And I remember pretending to... Uh, being in denial about not understanding it and not thinking it was actually good but pretending that I thought it was good back then but I watched it recently I still haven't, I haven't watched Godfather Part 2 since then but I'll watch that th- th- this week hopefully not this week, next week hopefully and uh, hopefully that'll be as enjoyable but uh, fucking hell, like Jesus Christ if you, if you haven't seen The Godfather, get involved like it's totally is an absolute masterpiece and you know people think about the godfather and i'm sure um because this is how i remembered it it was just like dudes in dark rooms talking but it's not it's a fucking epic you know it's like a dr shivago epic you know they're going to they're going to sicily there's like sw- huge sweeping shots the acting is just insane there's these huge like huge scenes like on the on the streets of Marlon Brando in the famous scene with the oranges that I won't spoil if you want to see it and like it feels like an epic it takes place over years you know and that's just the first one from what I can remember about the second one it's even bigger in scale but yeah I knew that I had to see it because I've watched um, Marlon Brando was like my favourite actor when I was in college because I was cool 
and I thought that having Marlon Brando as a favourite actor was going to make me stand out in film class, when in reality, it just makes you look pretentious. <laughs> but I named my cat Marlon as well <laughs> at the time. Uh, and I'd never properly watched and understood The Godfather, so... <laughs> I'm an absolute... Um, I'm a fraud. I'm an absolute fraud. And it's crazy as well that I'd never sat down and watched The Godfather properly because um, Apocalypse Now is my favourite film. I've got all the versions. And I fucking love it. When the final cut came out uh, last year, I went to the cinema and watched it. It was showing in my town, so I went and watched it. Jesus Christ. Francis Ford Coppola, when he could make films... He was making some, like, game changers, absolute game changers. He made the, the greatest gangster film of all time, debatably. I know people like the Goodfellas film. Um, and then he made, in my opinion, the greatest war film of all time, debatably, of course. People, you know, will refer to Full Metal Jacket and a bunch of others. But I think that Apocalypse Now is the greatest war film of all time. And I feel like Francis Ford Coppola is one of the greatest directors of all time. To this day, he's made some poor films since, but he's made much better films than I could ever make. <laughs> and that's what counts. <laughs> Throw a rock and you'll hit someone who can make a better film than me. <laughs> Alright. Uh, what now? What can we talk about now? God, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot in England at the moment. Poor us. I shudder to think about the the beaches this weekend. You know, it's Friday at the moment. Tomorrow, yeah, we're going to have problems. People are going to be disobeying the rules and they're going to be not socially distancing and they're going to be swarming at the beaches, neck and record legs, and it's not going to be good for, for the nation's well-being. And I think if you're at the beach this weekend, not obeying social distancing, meeting up with your buddies, meeting up with your friends, meeting up with your family, you're a fucking scumbag. Stay at home and take the government's advice that they're not giving you. Take the, take the advice of the New Zealand government a few weeks ago. <laughs> That's what I say. That's what I say. Imagine you're living in New Zealand. It shouldn't be stay home. The hashtag shouldn't be stay home. The hashtag should be imagine you're living in New Zealand. Abide by the New Zealand's government. God, it got so controversial in the last few minutes. Well, sorry about that. But I got an email. Let's get into that. Dear Max, I hope this email finds you well. I recently listened to your most recent podcast, 14th of the 5th, 20. I think that was last week's, wasn't it? Okay, remember. I was quite confused as at the end of the podcast, you read an email about how the writer liked your film opinions. However, you didn't talk about films really in this podcast. You mainly talked about a speaker making beer and how you didn't know what a trillion is. Yeah, that episode... Um, I can't remember now. What was the crux of that? What was the main story of that episode? Elon Musk, Filthy Frank, and yeah, when I bought the Marshall speaker. That was last week, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that episode I didn't really talk about films. Wasn't a lot going on film-wise. Hadn't watched any films, and there wasn't many film news coming out, so... 
But I do talk, I do talk about films in this podcast. I didn't just... I, I'd already read this before the podcast, this email. But uh, I didn't talk about films in this episode to make up for the lack of films last episode. It's just going to be whenever there's something interesting to talk about, that's when I'll talk about it. There's no plan to this podcast, okay? I've, I've, I vaguely write down maybe a few things I'm going to talk about. And last week, I wrote down something else. I think last week I wrote down I wanted to talk about the McRib. I watched this really interesting video about the McRib, like about how like it only comes out when there's like high stocks of pork or something. I can't remember. So it doesn't even matter, you know. If I talked about it, it'd, it'd be memorable, but it doesn't matter. I looked at that piece of paper and I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about the fucking McRib. No one cares about the McRib. <laughs> but I made up for it this week when I talked about kebabs, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it, in brackets, what a trillion is, it's a, it's a thousand billion. That's interesting. Thank you very much for telling me that. Um, I'm sure Jeff Bezos is, uh, very much aware of that. And he's the only person who really needs to know what a trillion is. Let's be honest. Anyway, I just felt like the episode was quite rambly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And could benefit from a tighter focus or a co-host to bounce ideas off. So it isn't just much... So it isn't so much of you monologuing. Okay. Well, that is the... Uh, on the co-host point, that is the eventual plan. I did I did start a show, um, like a segment on the... On the network <laughs> called Rollies Out the Back, which I was going to do with my mates every now and again, but my internet connection just sucks too bad. I did one with Louis, and... Uh, the whole time I couldn't really hear what he was saying so I was just sort of guessing and picking out keywords um but yeah I'd like to I'd like to do more episodes with other people I've got two mics I could do one with my brother but yeah no I don't think uh, uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes after lockdown I've I, you know if I'm still doing this I'll definitely start doing it with other people but at the moment it's just not viable I agree with you my last podcast I did uh like five years ago I, it was me and my mate Jack and we talked about films and it was fucking great way more fun than doing this <laughs> it's way more fun to do a podcast when you're doing it with someone else but um, at the moment it's just not um, it's just not viable and if there was someone else on the podcast then yeah it would it would be less rambly because there'd be you know a, a, a rapport there'd be a rapport and currently there is no rapport, so it's just me on a rapport with myself. Fucking hell, it's hot. Jesus Christ, I've got a f- uh, fan in my room, and I can't turn it on because then it will pick up on the mic, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, you fucking, I just want to turn you on. Uh, do uh, that said, you have a surprisingly good voice for podcasting as it is quite deep and not annoying. Not annoying. So that is a bonus. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm working on trying to cut out the ums and ahs, but it's, it's difficult. I will probably listen to the next one to see if there is a theme to these podcasts. There is no theme. The theme being occasionally I'll talk about beers, occasionally I'll talk about films and most of the time I'll just talk about things that I've read on Twitter during the week. So that's the theme. The theme is things that I've that I've personally 
discovered news-wise. That's the theme. So there is the theme. Uh, also, I do think it's cool that you're doing something rather than just sitting around moping during these end times. Uh, we seem to have found ourselves in, well, you know, post after the podcast, I mope around. Keep up the good work and I hope your podcasting takes off. Also, please feel free to disregard this completely unsolicited email. Uh, well, I didn't. If I said on the last, I, I keep saying it. That's This is the ending point. If you send me an email, it will definitely get read. Because like I say, I get about 10 listeners a podcast. And if I just get like two emails a podcast, then there'll definitely be time. There's definitely time ever, anyway. But um, if you send me an email, it will definitely get read. Guaranteed. That's the dish cast guarantee. Even if it's horrible abuse <laughs> or unhelpful advice, then, uh, or just, you know, lo- a lovely question. Like I say, if anyone's got any tips on on um, Ableton Live, I'd really appreciate it. Talking to you, Ollie. You can reach the show at dishboymax at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.